Recording in progress. Hi. Hi. I'm Liza. I'm Rhys. And this is the Little Sleep Much Reading Podcast. And finally, from so little sleeping and so much reading, his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. Oh, you know something funny? Oh. When I was packing for New Orleans, I found an unused Aruba Little Sleep Much Reading sticker in my suitcase. Oh, he followed. So I'm going to bring it to New Orleans and find somewhere to put it there. Yeah, I love that. He's so kitty. We love stickers. We got to print more. We got to print more. Um, Liza's going on a trip. Yeah, I'm going to New Orleans. Aren't we excited for her? She's going to see ghosts. I'm going to see ghosts. I'm going to see a gator. Oh, she's going to see a gator. I'm going to eat some crawfish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... She's going to dance. I'm going to dance. I'm going to drink a daiquiri or 17. It's freaking delicious. It's going to be so slay. I'll take pictures. Um, I'll be reading my book for next week while I'm there. It'll be a really good time. It'll be great. No complaints. No complaints from there. And guess what? It's like 70 degrees there. So I get to do this episode with you today. And then hop on an airplane. And when I get off the airplane, it'll be like 60-something degrees at nighttime in New Orleans. I'm jealous. How cold is it up, up north, baby? Uh, we had a snowstorm yesterday. There was snow here, too, in New York City. It didn't stick, though. Mine, mine sticked. Oh, my God. Mine, mine be sticking. You're too far north, baby. I know. I hate it. Somebody help her. Um, what's what's the word, bird? What's the theme for today? The theme is winter cold. Winter. Groundhogs, six more weeks, pain, misery, agony, agony, exactly, exactly, into the woods, um, yeah, that's the theme, winter books, winter books, um, I think this episode comes out on Groundhog's Day, or the day after. Let me check. But by then, yeah, if it even even if it comes out the day after, we should know if that stupid bitch said there were six more weeks of winter or not. It comes out on Groundhog's Day. Yeah, did he? Did he say that there was more winter? Come on, y'all, give us an update. Give us an update, please. I think if he says that we have more winter, we're gonna have to kill him. Yeah. Hey, it'd be really easy to kill that groundhog. That's all I'll say. But also, he always does. I know. 
Well, one time when I was a kid in school, this know-it-all bitch named Matthew, we were making pup groundhog puppets. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was like first grade. And we were all excited because we were like, will it be spring? And he was like, well, actually, there's always six more weeks of winter because that's how science works. And I was like, bitch, I'll punch you in the fucking throat right now. And so I think about that a lot. <laughs> Matthew, I hope you're suffering somewhere. <laughs> Matthew, if you're listening. Fuck you. Take your science and shove it. So, like, there is always six more weeks of winter. But sometimes there isn't six more weeks of winter. But usually there is. Like, okay. He always says there's going to be six more weeks of winter because he always sees his shadow. Mm -hmm. And then oftentimes there is six more weeks of winter. I just want to know, who came up with this? A fucking colonial person, probably. You couldn't just look outside and be like, you know what? It's still cold. I think today is another winter day. Wait, like, why were they like, oh my god, that groundhog is scared as hell. It must be winter. <laughs> Let me look this up, actually, because, like, the first official Groundhog Day was in 1887. It's an ancient Christian tradition of Candlemas, when clergy could bless and distribute candles needed for winter. Germans expanded on this concept by selecting an animal, the hedgehog, as a means of predicting the weather. And then Americans made Groundhog Day in 1887 based on that ancient German Christian tradition. We should have kept it a friggin' hedgehog. Wait, can you put cannoli on food and see if he sees his shadow? Yeah, if it's not too cold, I will. Oh my god, would he like see his would he get scared? He probably just gets scared outside in general. Yeah, he's a little bit scared. Like, he's a fraidy cat. He's also he lives in there, like he never seen the outside. He has. He has. Mm -hmm. Free him. Don't just, free him. I don't if it's too cold, he's not going to like that. Um, was your book this week about groundhogs? No. Neither was not mine. even in the slightest. Mine was about winter and coldness. So was mine. And let me just tell you guys right off the bat, I DNF'd it. Ooh. To I the don't... book. The book. I don't even want to do a full like rating scale because like I think I got about thirty percent of the way through the book. Um, but I read, uh, Ethan From by Edith Wharton, and here's the tea. I had always kind of wanted to read Edith Wharton because she just like feels like one of those classic authors that you want to read one of her books, and all of her books are pretty thick. But Ethan Fromm is very short, and I never had to read it in school. And it's very wintry, and it takes place in a little New England village, and the cover is so cute. And I said, I'm from a little New England town. I love, like, Little Women, which takes place in the little New England village in the winter. Uh, I've always wanted to read Edith Wharton. Let me read this 
Um, so I was going to read it before Christmas and then I just didn't get around to it. So I said, you know what? Perfect timing. This book like takes place in the middle of winter. It has super cold, chilly vibes, um, little kind of dark, sad vibes. I'll read it now. No, like I just felt like I was reading a book for school and not in a good way, like not reading a book for school in college, like reading a book for school in like ninth grade. Um, it was not fun. I couldn't focus. Even when I was focusing, I wasn't like having a good time. I guess technically speaking, the writing was good, really good. Um, but the plot like I was like, oh, maybe I should do one. Maybe I should just finish it and do one of my bimbo books, um, like summaries for kids who have to read it in school. And I might end up doing that eventually, but I don't even know if this book is like worth it. Cause did you have to read this in school? I don't think it's one that people have to read that often. Like I'm guessing some people had to read it when I was growing up because it takes place like from where we were from. But otherwise I think you probably read other Edith Wharton in school if you read Edith Wharton at all. So I'm not even gonna bother finishing it for that reason. Um, first DNF of the year, kind of lame, but hey, guess what guys? It happens to the best of us. Sometimes you just have to decide, I'm not gonna waste my time reading a book that I don't really like. Um, so that's my review of Ethan Fromm by Edith Wharton. I'm not even gonna go into it very much. Y'all can skip it. Um, but if you do really like that book, let us know because maybe it's worth a revisit. Uh, make your case for Edith Wharton with us, but make your case for Ethan Fromm, but I'm over it. Yes, I don't know. Beautiful. I looked up Edith Wharton and a very cute painting of her as a baby comes up. Baby Edith. Mm -hmm. And she's got like little curls like on the top of her hair, like big rolls. It's gorgeous. Like notorious for writing books about New York City. So I'm like, maybe I would read one of her books about New York City and see if it's any better because she's not from New England. So maybe that also had a part in why I was like not really caring about it because maybe she didn't capture it in the same way Louisa May Alcott captured New England because mm -hmm. obviously she was living there her whole life. I don't know. So maybe her New York books are worth a shot, but um, yeah, don't you could skip Ethan from everybody. Don't do homework when you don't have to do homework. Just don't. It's fine. What did also interesting? It looks like she died at seventy five. It's pretty old for an old yeah for someone born in eighteen sixty two. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good for her. Good for her. That's it. Let Edith. Um. So I read um. Sorry, I had to stretch my bones out. Um, oh, speaking of bones, I read Road of Bones by um, Christopher Golden. And I liked it. I finished it. it. But I would say, like, it's 
I already know it won't be like my favorite book of the year. It was just okay. It wasn't. They classify it as a folktale horror, and I understand how and why they do that. Um, but it's probably not going to be a folktale that people actually know because I didn't, and it didn't even sound familiar to me. Um, and so even though I knew that it was a folktale horror, I went into it being like, oh, okay, I'm actually focusing on the characters and the story and what they're going through more than the folktale fairy tale-ness of it. And therefore it's like, I wasn't in, I wasn't like waiting in anticipation for like this thing that I knew was going to happen, if that makes sense, because I didn't. Um, but yeah, I picked this book up. It's got a skull on the cover with the road going through it and snowy trees. And pretty much it's about two guys who want to film a show in like Siberia, super cold. Um, and they want to film like a documentary about the road of bones. Um, which apparently is a road that had all these work camps along it and the imprisoned workers had to build the road and um, a lot of them would simply just die and they would just, you know, so there's bones, lots of bones under the road. Um, and yeah, so that's that's pretty much the premise of the book um sprinkle in some characters you pick along the way and obstacles and um a you know some old trauma that resurfaces and you pretty much got this book um I will say now I feel like When I was in eighth grade, I was in the habit of picking books apart to the point where I'd be like, oh, this book is just this book rewritten a different way. And then I lost that a little bit in high school. And then going back into college, towards the end of my college career, I again started to be like, oh, okay, these books are just this book written a different way. Um, like how nothing is actually original kind of thing. So reading this book the whole time, all I could think of is, oh no, my name, my, the, my brain blanked on the name. Gilgamesh with the two men. Yes. That's what this reminded me of. Just because just two dudes who are like besties were like doing this thing. Um, I would say it's like that, except without as much sexual tension. Um, so let's get into it for readability and interest i gave this a seven uh this book is 220 ish pages so it's not that long um it's about average sized i would say and i was reading it at work one day and one of my coworkers came up to me and they were like hey is that actually good and i was 46 pages in at this point and i said to her 
I'm 46 pages in and like kind of nothing has happened. So that was interesting. Um, It got to the point where like on the first page, this isn't a spoiler because it's literally the first page, first chapter. Our main character, Teague, falls asleep at the wheel. And almost gets them into a car accident. So, like, the book starts off high, high, intense, and then it it peters out to like them. It like, it gets slower, to where it's it's them, driving along this road. They stop at a bar. They stop at a gas station. They pick up their tour guide. They're going. Um, and and literally for the forty the first fifty ish pages there's nothing, and then as soon as that fifty fiftieth page hits, there is things start to pick up. Um, the first thing happens, and as soon as that first thing happens, it's go 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 from there. So, although I would think the beginning half, not even the beginning half, but like the first quarter of the book is really slow, it picks up, and once it picks up, it's nonstop. And I would call this book fairly fast paced um so i think i gave it a seven for readability and interest because it is so if you could just get past the first 50 pages the rest is a lot better um because it's so fast paced i feel like i kept reading um but like nothing really played on my mind i wouldn't say and yeah for language and style i gave it a 6.5 there's like nothing really to note i would say there are quite a few phrases that are repeated multiple times for instance they're in the freezing cold and he talks um a lot about how the cold is biting down or they're getting it's it's getting to the bone or something like that um I mean, like, it is cold, but I wish that there were more ways we could communicate that. Um, So, yeah, nothing really to note with that. For Shelfworthy Read Again, I gave it a five. I think that you could borrow this book. Um, Again... Well, I'm going to get to that next. So I'm just going to say, I think you can borrow this book. Um, I'm going to keep it on my shelf simply because I have it. I think if you like isolated winter, um, stuck in a car, stuck in a given place type horror, there's also like some very, this book also, I didn't mention this, it gets paranormal. So, um, Uh, wait, I was thinking because it get, I said it gets paranormal, but paranormal can be proven. So I guess it gets supernatural. Um, but either way, you guys know what I mean. Um, they encounter these wolves that seem bigger and faster and are not easy to evade type wolves. So it does get supernatural if you're into that. Um, dive into this book. 
but it I think it just wasn't my kind of horror and it wasn't my kind of writing style um I should also mention for writing style it does feel like it was it doesn't Sometimes when I say it feels like it's written by a man, I mean it in the most negative way. I don't mean that with this in a very negative way. Like I wasn't uncomfortable reading it or anything. It's just like this book is dominated by male characters. Um, and the author is a man. Um, and I think you can kind of feel that. Um, for plot, I gave it a seven. I'll say... Um, going back to how it feels like it's written by a man, I will say for the plot in the beginning, it's really just like two, occasionally three men in a car together for an extended length of time, um, which is fine, but like not my favorite, but also that's just me being a woman. Like I have a hard I have a harder time identifying and connecting with male characters a lot of times if you don't give me anything. Um, and for this book, there was like, we got some things like the main character, he's kind of a screw up. Um, he He's kind of like a luck chaser, a thrill chaser. And he's got childhood trauma from his sister was abducted when he was younger. And that comes back a lot, but it almost feels like it was added in after the fact, if that makes sense. Like, like there are aspects of his character where this doesn't exactly, it feels like it was just put in there to keep the plot going and to justify some of the things that he does towards the end. Um, and that's just like, whatever. I'll also say for plot, some of the dialogue is kind of weird and cringy. And I don't understand what it is about people and not knowing how to write dialogue because you have conversations every single day. You go to the grocery store, you talk with people. If you're if you're at the cafe, you talk to the barista. If you're on a walk, you say hi to people. If you call your mom, you're talking with her. Like every single day we have conversations. So I feel like you're writing dialogue and you read it out loud and it doesn't feel natural and it doesn't feel like a conversation that you would actually have with someone it's probably wrong in some way and you need to tweak it um don't understand why people don't get that um and i'll also say for the plot it did have a six at first but i upped it to a seven simply because i enjoyed the feeling and some of the imagery at the end of the story and I wish that that would have kept like I thought I wish that that would have been throughout the book because the end is where you really start getting the fairy tale stuff um and truthfully it was quite beautiful and quite interesting um and I would like to live in that like fairy tale-esque type part of the story um for characterization i gave it a six again lots of male characters dominating a space um their backstories aren't completely their backstories aren't really giving them enough emotional depth in my opinion um and also they're both just kind of 
Nah. Uh, and there is a female character that comes in the book, and she's very much assigned to the trait of like her dark red black cherry hair or something like that. I don't even know what black cherry hair really is, but whatever, she has it. And um and even her her backstory isn't completely fleshed out. And I don't understand why she's so uh she's like very set on being kind of like alone and not dealing with anything. And I'm not the I don't even know if that was fully explained. Um, but yeah, that was Road of Bones, and those are my thoughts on it. It's by Christopher Golden, and it was cold. I rarely say this about a book, but I think this book, like, it it was a good length that it was, but I, I low-key wish it would have been a little bit longer like only even if he added in like a couple chapters like one chapter per character that gave a little bit of their background a little bit more yeah um even like we meet a tour their tour guide and he's kind of a big character and he um he's a big secondary character i guess i would say and he apparently like went to jail at a point in time and like just, I don't know they explain like all these cool things about him but they don't fully explain it and I'm like I feel like a lot of the things that he's doing in this book would have more of a punch if I felt more connected with the character so like you have to give me even with the main character when he talks about his sister getting kidnapped it's almost like he doesn't talk about him like, he says he feels guilty about it, and I guess I understand why he feels guilty about it, but I don't get, like, I I want, like, some kind of scene with the aftermath. I want to, like, see him sitting in his living room while his mom's on the phone with police officers, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see something, like, that feels, like, I, I'm not even sure if he was present for his sister being taken away. Okay. I think she just kind of, like, disappeared. I'm not positive, but... So it's almost he, like, didn't use his time wisely, the author, to, like, elaborate on certain things. Yeah, kind of. And that's also why I feel like it kind of feels like it that event was, like, added in after or something. Because it's not even, it doesn't feel as significant as I think that it should. Sure. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, sometimes it's important to read books that you don't, like, love. Because, like you said, like, if you're a bookseller, right, or if you're somebody who tells a lot of other people about books, there's a chance someone else is going to like the book. Yeah. Based on how you describe it, even if you didn't like it, you know? Mm -hmm. Or you can talk somebody out of buying it if it sounds like, or out of reading it, like we do here on the show, if it doesn't seem worth it. It's also interesting because it has, like, the front cover has a review from Stephen King. Um, The back cover has one by Paul Tremblay, Stephen Graham Jones, um, Josh Mallerman. Like, just all these authors. And I'm like, are you guys sure? I'm also, name a woman. Like, I could see Stephen King liking this, actually, though. 
But there's no girl characters, barely any girl characters. There's one, but I feel like she wasn't developed enough, and I, like, like, as soon as she's introduced, the main character notices her in a bar because she has what he describes as black cherry hair. So it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. It doesn't, it only has one girl character who's not fleshed out. It's written by a man, and then all of four of the blurbs are from male horror writers. Pretty much. Yeah, so they hit me with that one. They hit me with that one. Hey, you know? Hey. Be like that. Um, it is what it is. It's kind of fitting that our winter books were lackluster because winter is very lackluster to me. I hate it. I had someone tell me that they love winter and I was literally like... That's so fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked. That's like stupid. I I also heard two people tell me a couple weeks ago that they get seasonal depression in the summer. I've had people tell me that and I'm like, you're a fool. Um, That's stupid and I don't know if we can be friends on a fundamental level. Like, the summer, I thrive. I feel like my body comes to life. Literally, like, I swear to God, like, from, like, mid-May to through Halloween, I'm at my peak. Yes. The rest of the year, I wish I could curl into a ball and wait until that time of the year. And as soon as it snows, I drop down a straight line just down to the bottom. Yeah, that shit's Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Why would you... The sun is out all the time in the summer. That's why they don't like it. Yeah, maybe they're vampires. I would believe it. Then I don't like that. It also just feels very, like, pick me to be like, I don't like the summer. I like winter. Like, girl, shut up. I just don't, like, the cold hurts my my body. It's stupid, and I hate it, and I wish I lived in Aruba. Me too. Ashruba, Ashriba. Ashruba, Ashriba. Um... Hey. Hey. What are we doing next week? <laughs> We're doing something a little silly goofy. Silly goofy. Um, we're doing an episode titled It's Con. It's Con. A big lump with knobs. It has the juice. It has the juice. I uh, can't imagine a more beautiful thing. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn. Guys, it's not really an episode about corn. It's an episode about something that rhymes with corn that we probably can't say too many times or else we'd get like shadow banned or something. Definitely can't put it in the title. I'll tell you that much. Use your brains. Use your connecting skills um, while we tell you what books we're going to read. Marissa, what are you reading? I'm going to read Court of the Vampire Queen by Kate Robert, recommended to me by Sweet Alexis, who I work with. And I am going to read Schmutz by Felicia Berliner. Um, And if you look at the cover, you can get a feeling of what this book's about. I'll also say I see a blurb here that says clever, subversive, juicy, and surprising. Is uh is how somebody describes this book. So 
like we said, use your little thinking brains. You guys can do it. Just prepare for next week's episode. It's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be, yeah. I'm really excited. It's corn. It's corn. Also, I was telling someone I work with the other day how we were doing this episode. I said, oh, we're doing a a, a, a corn episode. Uh-huh. And she looked at me and she said, oh, you should read Clown in a Cornfield. And I said, no. no. <laughs> Not that, queen. Different kind of corn, love. Uh, silly goofy. I kind of want to read Clown in a Cornfield at some point. To oh, like- I do so bad. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not for this episode. No, sorry. Also, that is a young adult book. Okay, but is it a young adult book? Because people literally say it's it's wild. So I'm like... So why is it young adult? That's a conversation for another day. Also, why wasn't why wasn't Dark Harvest young adult? Right. We need to really have a full in-depth young adult episode, I think, where we like get to the bottom of this. This Can whole we please? Yeah. about what makes a young adult book a young adult book. Um, so I hope everyone gets their corn books already. Um, we're gonna have a nice steamy episode next week light some candles it's gonna be great some stretches beforehand wine wine we should drink wine we should drink wine we should actually consider filming this one in the evening and drinking a little wine that'd be silly goofy it, i mean if we do it in the morning we drink mimosas that's true actually you can drink hey. mimosas any time of day so if you do it in the afternoon you can just the lesson is there's a drink for every hour of the day if you just Absolutely. let yourself live life deliciously. But that's that on that, people. Yay! Excited to read with you two this this week, all these crazy things, and then discuss it. All the crazy, silly, goofy corn times. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>